Hi, welcome to Bookie, which unlocks big ideas from world bestsellers in audio, text, and mind map. Please download Bookie at Apple Store or Google Play with more features. Get your free mind snack now. Today we will unlock the book The Willpower Instinct, how self-control works, why it matters, and what you can do to get more of it. When reflecting on your past experiences, the following situations may come to mind. You often leave your work assignments until the last minute, a plan that was meant to be submitted earlier was completed late, or you find that you've only completed a few of your New Year's resolutions by the end of the year. We tend to feel that we are running out of time every day. Furthermore, we may not get many things done or feel fulfilled in life. In fact, in our daily work and life, our ability to control our attention, emotions, time, and even our appetite influences our physical health, relationships, professional success, and financial security to a large extent. The term control falls under the topic of willpower which we are going to talk about today. Today's book The Willpower Instinct systematically expounds people's incorrect perceptions of self-control and claims that it is this incorrect perception that sabotages people's success. For example, labeling willpower as a virtue and restraint as self-sacrifice may cause us to fall short of our well-intentioned goals. In this way, it is not surprising that many people have difficulty quitting their addiction to smoking. While they might have made the sacrifice of having one less cigarette today, they will go on to have an extra tomorrow, which therefore worsens their addiction. The book The Willpower Instinct tells us that human self-control has limits. Cultivating self-control requires specific and effective strategies. We need to consider the physiological basis, psychological traps, and various social factors that affect self-control through integrating theoretical knowledge from psychology, neuroscience, and economics. We should also systematically formulate strategies for training self-control, breaking old habits, overcoming procrastination, and solving relationships problems. The author of this book Professor Kelly McGonigal is a highly rated psychologist at Stanford University. She is also an educator in the Stanford School of Medicine's Health Improvement Program. She currently lives in Palo Alto, California. Her job is to help people manage stress and make positive changes in their lives. She is skilled at bringing together the newest insights about self-control in the fields of psychology, economics, neuroscience, and medicine. McGonagall also created the courses The Science of Willpower and Living Well with Stress for Stanford's Continuing Studies program. Both courses quickly became the most popular courses offered by the school. You can find her blog The Science of Willpower on the Psychology Today magazine website. Next, we will unlock this book from three aspects. Part 1, Understanding Willpower. Part 2, Looking at the Reasons We Lose Control. Part 3 Strategies for Improving Your Self-Control In our life, many people believe that willpower is an ability that is difficult to obtain or an ability that only a few people possess. But in fact, each of us is born with the ability to resist temptation. This is a survival instinct that arose over the course of human evolution. Let's put it this way. Imagine that a group of early humans who still needed to survive in the wild suddenly discovered some delicious food nearby. However, if there was a tiger standing behind the food source, 
then our ancestors would surely give up the temptation of the food in favor of self-preservation. This kind of behavior is actually a form of self-control by humans. It is a necessary condition for human survival. For most of evolutionary history, self-control has been deeply engraved in our genes. It secretly affects our choices and actions. Our brain also has a part that specializes in managing self-control called the prefrontal cortex. The prefrontal cortex mainly controls the body's movements, such as walking, running, grasping, pushing, and pulling. These are also manifestations of self-control. As humans evolved, the prefrontal cortex got bigger and better connected to other areas of the brain. Its role has become increasingly important, controlling what we pay attention to, what we think about, and it even affects how we feel. Compared to other species, humans' prefrontal cortex takes up a larger portion of the brain. This is why domestic dogs do not store their food for later, but people are used to preparing for their own future. So, keep this in mind. Each of us is born with the ability of self-control. We lose control simply because we lack the strategies we need to train our self-control. In order to better utilize self-control, we must first clarify the three sources of willpower as described by this book, I won't, I will and I want. I won't refers to the ability to resist temptation. For example, to lose weight we need to resist eating sweets, to improve our work efficiency, we need to resist being distracted by information that is not related to our work. In short, we need to reject bad temptations that sabotage our success. I will refers to the ability to take action. For example, to lose weight, exercise is required. To work efficiently, it is necessary to turn off your social media notifications and use efficient work software. When we concentrate on activities that focus on I will, it helps us resist temptation. Additionally, after completing these tasks, our heart will be full of pride and satisfaction. These good feelings will help us develop more self-control and form a repetitive cycle. I want refers to our ultimate goal and expectation. For instance, I want to have a good figure and a healthy body, I want to get promoted in my work and receive a salary increase, or I want to receive recognition. These are our ultimate goals and sources of motivation for self-control. Make your plan clear and think about what you really want when you give in and indulge yourself. In this way, we will have the motivation to persist in our quest for self-control. Self-control is the power to control I won't, I will, and I want. However, the problem is that although most of us have a clear understanding of these concepts, we sometimes lack the ability to remain self-disciplined and end up feeling frustrated. Does this mean that we lack the ability to control ourselves? No. The reason is that self-control has limits. The first thing we need to do is to recognize and accept the limitations of self-control. This is also a critical step for us to achieve self-control. Self-control is like a muscle. If it does not get enough rest, it will lose its source of potential energy. And the more you use it, the more tired you will be. If we force ourselves to concentrate on willpower when it is at a low level, we will only feel exhausted and indulge ourselves more instead of exercising self-control. Regarding the consumption of willpower, McGonagall proposes a rule that one can follow, 
if you never seem to have the time and energy for your I will challenge, schedule it for when you have the most strength of willpower. To give an example from the book, a woman named Susan wanted to establish her own company, but she found it to be an almost impossible mission. Following her established routine, Susan would spend an hour checking her mailbox and replying to emails after waking up at 5.30 every morning. She then took another hour to go to work, worked for 10 hours, and participated in various social gatherings after 6 p.m. When she got home, she was already exhausted, and there was no energy left to build her new company. Susan carefully analyzed the distribution of her willpower. She found that checking emails was a habit she developed when she first joined the company to respond to the expectations of her boss. From that point forward, she decided that checking emails can definitely wait until after 8 p.m. Such an unnecessary task had occupied her most significant period of self-control in the morning. So, Susan made it her new routine to spend the first hour of every morning building her business. In Susan's case she managed to improve her work efficiency by taking advantage of the rule of willpower, namely prioritizing tasks that needed the most energy at hours when her willpower was at the highest level. Muscles get tired when used, but they can also become stronger when trained. Comparing willpower to muscles also indicates that willpower can also be strengthened through exercise and training. We often feel sore after running and feel as if we cannot run any longer. However, this is just a physiological reaction by our muscles. At this time, the energy of our muscles has not been exhausted, and we can continue running. Each time, by continuing to run for a few more minutes, we train our muscles. The same is true for self-control. When we feel that our willpower has been exhausted, in fact, there is still some remaining. We must train our self-control, hold on to a little bit more every time and gradually increase the endurance of our willpower. We will further explain how to train your self-control in the third part. In part 1 we learned what willpower is and discovered that willpower is a human instinct. We clarify the differences between I won't, I will, and I want. We recognize the limits of self-control and discovered that we should use willpower meticulously during crucial time periods and events. In the next part, we will learn how to effectively improve your self-control. Today we are just sharing limited content. To unlock more key insights of world-class bestseller please download our app. Just search for B-O-O-K-E-Y at Apple Store or Google Play. Get your free mind snack now.